Hello there. I'm Gloria Warren, and this is the Eloquent Wife Podcast, a safe space and time where we discuss all things pertaining to wifelyhood. So whether you're dealing with unforgiveness or unmet expectations, you will gain godly tips and strategies that will help to transform your marriage for the rest of your life. Let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Eloquent Wife Podcast for episode eight. I am so excited to have you here with me on this early Monday morning. Thank you so much for um, just being with me, for um, just sitting with me. If you're riding in your car, if you're on your way to work, or wherever you're on your way to, thank you so much for just putting this particular podcast on. I know there are thousands of podcasts that you could be listening to right now, so I don't ever take it lightly when you ladies support. So I just want to say thank you so much to my sisters who always, always support. Thank you so much. Today, I am anticipating um much healing um to come forth with the topic that we're going to have for today but before i get into that i want to um let me make sure i'm close enough to this microphone um but before i get into the topic for today i want to welcome our newbies for those of you who are listening to me for the very first time welcome my name is gloria warren and i am your host i'm the founder of the eloquent wife and i want to gift to you gift to you my five key elements guide this is something that i always give i love to give and i want to give to you um this is the five key elements every christian wife need to access the heart of her husband so i share five top things that god has allowed me to see that help my marriage and i just want to share it with you it's a free pdf and you can go and get that at gloriawarren.com forward slash five keys and i believe that you'll really be blessed by it um for those of you who are you know not interested in you know finding this podcast on you know on youtube or on facebook i have a video version for those of you who are listening in your car but for those of you who enjoy listening to podcasts in your car you can catch this podcast and subscribe to this podcast on apple podcast on google podcast on pandora on spotify you can subscribe to this podcast on those platforms and that way you can always receive a notification when a new episode drops so i just wanted to plug that in there really quick um so you know you don't have to be like, when is the next episode coming out? You already know it'll just send a notification to your phone and they that way you'll be set. So let's jump into the topic for today. Today, we're going to be talking about forgiveness. We are going to be talking about how forgiveness equals healing. And I'm going to be sharing with you three benefits of walking in constant forgiveness. 
So what exactly is forgiveness? Why does the Bible always talk about forgiveness? Why do we need forgiveness? I know, you know, sometimes we would love to hold on to something because it makes you feel like you're empowered. But exactly what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. So with this definition, it's already powerful. Without anything added to it, it's already powerful because whoever has harmed you, regardless to whether they ever acknowledge that they were right or wrong, whatever, Regardless to if you feel like they deserve your forgiveness or not, you forgive them. And you make a conscious, deliberate decision to release the feelings of resentment and vengeance toward a person or a group of people who have wronged you. And according to just disciple, the biblical definition of forgiveness is. Defined as the letting go of sin. In the Bible, this includes forgiving everyone, every time of everything. And I know right there, this sounds so hard, but it is forgiving everyone, every time of everything as an act of obedience and gratefulness to God. And it acknowledges the sacrifice that God made through Jesus Christ, who was God wrapped in flesh, who died to restore the relationship between God and man. So just I want to begin with this scripture because I believe that it's really going to be an eye opener for, you know, just just getting this topic going and it is Colossians 3 13 through 14 and it says bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you have a grievance against someone forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity So forgiveness, we're talking about forgiveness today, forgiving. You know, we're going to be talking about how it equals to healing. Three benefits that will come to you and be your portion when you walk in constant forgiveness. So. Forgiveness is a necessary component to a healthy marriage. If you do not learn to forgive often, quickly, you are not going to be able to build a healthy marriage, period. You will not be able to live and operate and dwell in a healthy, happy, wholesome, joyous, gratitude-filled marriage if you have not learned and do not learn how to forgive and to forgive quickly and often. Because a marriage is comprised of two unperfect people who serve a perfect God who try. And if this is a Christian marriage, you try on a daily basis to meet his standard 
for just righteous living, you know, not even trying to be a couple, just righteous living. Because sometimes we can be more, you know, cranky than others. We can be groggy. We can be, you know, really a handful to deal with. But in order to build a healthy marriage, even when you have two imperfect people, when you have the same goal and when you have the same vision to know that, OK, I serve a God who desires for me to act this way. And that really pushes a couple to really, really do their best to build a healthy marriage because it's not easy whether you're saved or not. Marriage is not easy because you have two people who have two very different um What's the word? They have very different personalities in most cases. And you see things different. You grow you grew up in a household that did things different from the other household. And so you have so many things that you're trying to mesh together and build and, you know, and and just yoke together. And it can be hard sometimes. But as a married couple, you are destined to disagree. You are destined to disagree. And at times argue with one another. But what is most important is how you handle your irritation, your frustration, and even sometimes your resentment. Because, again, you are married to someone that is not perfect. So your husband is going to do something at some point. Maybe it it may happen on your honeymoon. It may happen, you know, if you're watching this and you're about to get married. You may have a disagreement on your honeymoon and you're like, okay, this is supposed to be a happy time. Or, you know, it's going to happen. You're going to do things. You both, you know, because the wife, we're we're not, we're not exempt from this. We do things that get on their nerves. They do things that get on our, our nerves. And so at some point, you may have an argument. It doesn't have to be a toxic one, but you may have an argument. You may disagree at some point, but it is important. That you know how to deal with your irritation, your frustration, and even your resentment at times. Because when we start getting into resentment, that is something that's kind of been sitting there for a while. And that right there in itself is, you know, an eye opener that I need to deal with this. Because if I'm starting to get resentful, then that means I'm starting to hold stuff in my heart and it has to be dealt with. So for what Jesus did on Calvary, dying for us when we were yet sinners, for this reason alone is why it's crucial to remember as a Christian couple, as a Christian wife, as a godly wife, forgiveness was given to me, to you, to us. When we were least deserving of it. And when a perfect, holy God can step in and sacrifice his life in such a way that even when I was in my mess, even when we were in our mess and didn't want to change from our mess and at times felt justified in our mess, Me forgiving my husband and us forgiving our husbands is the least we can do for what our proclaimed Savior 
did for us and sacrificed for us because of his love for us. It is always easy, of course, to look at this and say, well, you don't know what he did. You don't know what he said. You don't know the last thing that he said to me before he walked out the door. It is easy for a person to listen on and say, well, you know, you don't know what the last thing is that he said to me. So I understand that we're supposed to forgive, but you don't know the shoes that I'm walking in. And because you don't know the shoes that I'm walking in, I hear what you're saying, but I'm disregarding everything that you're saying. But if you desire to walk up right before the Lord, and if you desire to have eternal life with the Lord, one of his stipulations for eternal life is forgiveness, walking in forgiveness. Because if you don't forgive, you can't be forgiven of your sins when you do something wrong. It may not be that you're going out and you're sleeping with five, five different men or you're taking somebody's husband. But when you have an all in your heart against a brother or a sister in Christ, or when you think a thought that is not contrary or that is contrary to the word of God or when you say something that's not right or that's not pleasing to God these are things that we have to ask for forgiveness for even though it may not be like this big you know this big thing that that just screams sin 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 so there's always something for us to ask for forgiveness for because we're not perfect and if the bible tells me that i have to forgive in order to be forgiven so that I can have eternal life, then regardless to what a person does, there is no excuse to why we cannot forgive. Because if Jesus, who was the Christ, the Messiah, the chosen one to come to die, to save the lost world, the people who actually crucified him. He died for them, knowing what they were going to do to him, who plucked his beard, the ones who spit in his face, the one who beat him and then made him carry his own cross to Calvary. If he could die for a people who were that hateful in their heart, and that has not been done to me, that has not been done to you. So if he has forgiven them, we have no place else to go but to say, Lord, help me, teach me how to forgive. Because I know that in your word, it tells me that I must forgive, but I have to be honest, Lord, it's hard. It's not easy. That's why our life as a follower of Jesus is considered living a sacrificial life. Because on a daily basis, we are called to do the very thing that our flesh would enjoy not doing, which is the right thing. Our flesh always wants to do that which is not seeming and that which is not holy. Our flesh always wants to do that which isn't holy. It wants to do its own thing. Hopkins, medicine, says this i pulled an um a snippet um, from their article and it says chronic anger puts you into a fight or flight mode which results in numerous changes in heart rate 
Those changes then increase to the risk of depression, heart disease, and diabetes, among other conditions. So today we are talking about how forgiveness equals healing. And and we're going to get into the three benefits of walking in constant and constant forgiveness. So the three benefits to walking in constant forgiveness within your marriage looks like this. The first benefit to forgiveness within your marriage and just period in life, just in general, the first benefit you have improved mental health. We know that mental health is on the rise and people are dealing with so many different issues in their minds. They don't have peace. They don't have joy. They don't have, um, they, they don't have the strength to bear the different things that come and that present themselves to them daily. We are in a world that is just is so fast paced. And if you are, you know, whatever field that you work in, you know, everything is changing. You know, at one point it may have been even in the healthcare field, it may have been five nurses on a floor. But because everybody's trying to save money now, now it may be two nurses on a floor. And so wherever you are, whether you work in the medical field, whether you work in, you know, the business field, whether you are um, a psychologist or psychiatrist, wherever you are, there is so much that is going on that affects everybody's mental health. And if you don't have Jesus, if we don't learn to surrender, what is inside that is bothering us and that is weighing on us, our mental health will fail. Jesus said that he came to give us life and he came to give it more, give it to us more abundantly. And so if he came to give us an abundant life, me crashing and burning inside of my mind is not his best for me. If I at the drop of a hat, when I am offended, if I can release something in that moment and let it go, if I can release something that my husband has done to me, and if I can let that thing go immediately and, and cultivate a safe space for myself, if I can let that thing go and just, just keep a place and a sense of peace for myself without me allowing my body to start reacting to what I'm feeling inside of my heart because I feel a certain way. And so my mental health is starting to be affected because the more that we dwell on something, it becomes a stronghold. So if I learn to release this thing and let it go as soon as it happens, my body does, doesn't even have a an opportunity to react. My blood pressure doesn't have an opportunity to go up because I release it immediately. God is not telling us to do something just because he's trying to keep us from having fun. Or he's trying to save our lives. Because when we can mentally release something immediately, it will help to keep our bodies 
regulate it to where it doesn't get all out of sorts. So the second benefit of walking in constant forgiveness is that you have lower blood pressure. You know, not in a way that is harmful, but if you are dealing with issues with forgiveness, then it runs the risk of you experiencing hypertension, which is high blood pressure. And high blood pressure affects the body's arteries. And that is, that is where the blood flows through your body. And it forces the blood against the artery walls consistently to high. If untreated and unmanaged, it increases the risk of heart attack, of stroke, and other health issues. Symptoms can include headaches, shortness of breath, even nosebleeds. And I know that these symptoms can be associated with various other health issues. But nonetheless, when there are health issues going on, these are some of the things that you will experience. But the overall synopsis of this point is that walking in forgiveness leads to our final benefit, which is improved heart health. The heart is the core of your life. My heart is the core of my life. It is our lifeline. When we forgive immediately, we do not give place to the enemy to cause us, whether we know it or not. The Bible says that we perish for the lack of knowledge. And so whether we know it or not, when we disobey the word of God and when we hold things within us, we are giving place to the enemy. To allow, whether it is, whether it is genetic, whether it is demonically inspired, whether it is because we won't listen to wisdom when it comes to, you know, functioning a certain way or eating a certain way, whatever it is, perishing is perishing, no matter how it comes about. And the enemy goes to and fro seeking whom he may devour. And if he sees a weak point in us, he is going to use it and press that button every single time because he has three missions to steal, to kill and to destroy. And so when the Bible says forgive quickly, often. Because it's not even written out in the word of God that it will improve our, our, our health in our bodies. But scientifically, it is proven that when you forgive quickly, it cuts back on other health issues. So if people that are holding unforgiveness in their hearts from what happened to them at five years old, at 10 years old, at 15 years old, at 20 years old, People have so many things that they are holding in their heart and, and, and many of them have multiple health issues, diabetes, heart disease, 
stroke. It's because it's eating, eating away at the body. The heart is the core of our life. The heart is the core of our life. And if me, by simply forgiving, can help to improve my health, Lord, teach me how to forgive. Lord, teach me how to forgive. Lord, help me to forgive my husband, even though he's done this thing to me that I see as being unforgivable. Lord, teach me how to forgive. Lord, help me to forgive because it's hard for me. And if it is hard for you, then Jesus says that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Cast your care on me because I care for you. He knows that these things can cause our vessels to perish. And could it be that we're praying for our health to improve, but because we have unforgiveness in our lives, in our hearts, he's not forgiving us because we have not forgiven our fellow brother, our fellow sister, our husband, because they're made in his image. And because they're made in his image, how can you love me whom you've never seen when you don't love the one that is before you, that is supposed to be made in my image and you don't love them? So how can you love me? So we have all of these different things that surrounding forgiveness and God is saying, let it go. If you would just let it go, I will avenge you. I will avenge your prayer. I will heed to your prayer. God is omniscient. He's omnipotent. He knows everything. He hears our prayers. But if there is something that is blocking the prayer from being answered, then it behooves us to say, Lord, am I holding in unforgiveness? Lord, teach me, God. Give me the strength that I need to forgive. God, this thing is hard for me, but Lord, teach me how to forgive. Lord, show me how to forgive. Lord, teach me how to forgive my husband immediately so that I don't allow myself to, to cause issues within my own body. Because of my stubbornness, because of my hard heartedness, Lord, you forgave me when I was in my sin. And so because you did that for me, Lord, show me how to do that for my husband. Forgiveness. Calms stress levels. Leading to improved health. And as I get ready to close, I want to read to you Proverbs 1430. And it says this, a heart at peace gives life to the body. A heart at peace gives life to the body. But envy is like rottenness to the bones. And if unforgiveness is in your heart and you continue to pile on more things that you are not forgiving your husband for. That is the perfect breeding ground. That is the perfect breeding ground for envy, for resentment to cause rottenness to the bones. This is the word of God. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy is like rottenness to the bones. And so God, in this moment, I pray for every wife who is struggling to forgive. I pray for every wife who is struggling to forgive. 
I pray, God, that you would endow her with your power, with your Holy Ghost power to release and to let go of every offense, to release and let go of every weight that is holding her hostage to every satanic force that is feeding negative thoughts in her mind every single time somebody does something to her. See, this is why I won't let it go. See, this is why I won't let it go. Lord, I pray that you would break it up. And I pray that you would avenge her even in her mind and help her to see the tactics of the enemy that he only has Three things in store for her life. And if she continues to go down that road, he will only do what she allows. And he can only do what she allows. But if she allows it, he will do those three things. He will steal from her. He will kill her. And he will try to destroy her. So God, I pray that you would infuse your strength into her body right now, into her mind, into her soul, into her spirit and give her the strength that she needs to release and let go and give it to you and lay it down at your feet and leave it there. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So my sister, I pray that you were blessed by something that was said during this podcast today. Forgiveness equals healing. And I pray That you will begin to see a turnaround immediately as you forgive and release and let go of everything that happened to you. And deliverance is not just a one-time thing. So you may be saying, I release everything right now. But tomorrow, the enemy may try to bring something back up into your mind. And you have to be willing and, and, and know that this is a daily walk. I am working out my own soul salvation. So even tomorrow, you may have to renew your mind and say, I choose to forgive my husband. Lord, I lay it down again at your feet and I'm going to leave it there. And you walk away. Two weeks from now, it may come back. Lord, I lay it down at your feet. I forgive my husband and I continue to press toward the mark. The holy standard that you have set before me. One month from now, Two months from now, one year from now. And as you continue to renew your mind daily, the enemy will have less and less control over your mind. And he will not be able to have a stronghold over you to where as soon as something happens, it'll be easy for you to forgive just like that. But it's a process and it takes time. But as you continue on this journey of wifelyhood and as you continue to apply the word of God to your life, you can overcome all things because Jesus overcame all things. And because he overcame all things, you can know and rest assured that you are victorious. So I pray that you will go in peace And I look forward to talking with you next week for another episode of the Eloquent Wife podcast. God bless and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
Hey sis, I pray you enjoyed this week's episode. If this was a blessing, then you for sure don't want to miss next week's episode. So meet me here next Monday at 8 a.m. for another conversation about wifelyhood. If this episode was a blessing to you and you'd like to see it flourish, consider becoming one of our beloved podcast partners to help us get this message out to more wives abroad. If you feel compelled to partner with The Eloquent Wife Podcast, visit www.TheEloquentWife.com forward slash partner to become an official partner. With much love and grace, I pray you have a blessed week. And until next time, it's Gloria signing off. Bye-bye.